It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, paratruthers. This week's episode is brought to you by our patrons over on patreon.com forward slash paratruth. With their help, we are continuing to bring amazing new content to our listeners every week. So if you feel the urge to donate, head on over to patreon.com forward slash paratruth, where you can just donate only a dollar and get some amazing rewards for your donation. Go check it out. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views. And it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens when a mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view? What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to a brand new episode of Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And we've got a special guest co-host tonight, my beautiful wife, Shelly, the original Paratruth chick. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) gal. The original Paratruth gal. Okay, the original Paratruth gal. Um. And this was actually coined at Scarefest, which I'm wearing the shirt on. She's wearing the, pla- uh, uh, what is it called? Tether? Whatever. No, not tether. <laughs> Lanyard. Lanyard. Yeah. Lanyard. Uh, by some people that were just passing by her and somebody else that was with us. And they're like, yeah, that's the paratruth gals. I'm like, Wow. <laughs> Completely misses that Eric and Justin are the actual hosts of Paratruth Radio. It's like when you want to get something done, you just hire a couple of women. <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty much how it works. We were working the crowd. <laughs> and no, no, I don't know what. I don't know what it was. I, we were just having a good time. <laughs> having a really good time. And then they saw the shirts and they're like, oh, those are the Paratruth gals. <laughs> <laughs> That was yeah. fun. We'll have to recreate that. Yeah. It's a good time. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to try and see if we can get back to Scarefest because that was by far one of the best weekends because it's always fun at Scarefest. So. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it is. So we are finishing up our series on Halloween. Uh, we've talked about pumpkins and. Uh, bonfires, we've talked about candy, and we talked about our favorite scary movies. Um, Last week, we talked about the bonfires and pumpkins, and we kind of got a little bit into uh, 
we were calling it Samhain. Apparently, after looking it up, it's called, it's pronounced Samhain. I've never heard it pronounced. I feel like it's one of those things like tomato, (laughs) you know, tomato, tomato type of thing. Because everyone I've ever talked to calls it Samhain. Everyone. I've never heard a single person of like the hundred people we've talked to over the last ten years. Never say Sawain. Sawain, it would probably be more of the Gaelic pronunciation compared mm-hmm. to the English pronunciation. Um, I well, and on top of that, I mean, it was in Supernatural, and they pronounced it Samhain. Right. But it, it was a demon, but it was from Hall. It was a Halloween type deal. Right. The Halloween really goes back to this particular tradition because it's. The end of the harvest season, the beginning of winter, and Eric had pointed out last week, it's considered the darker half of the year, which I don't understand other than I think we had figured out that the calendar was different back then because it's not really half the year because it would be the last quarter of the year for us. So, well, yeah. I mean, I guess also, it's in quotations on the thing I'm looking at for darker half. <laughs> so I guess, I guess half is is debatable, but well, I mean, it's going into the 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 darker half. So you would figure the darker half is more or less considered November, December, January, February, okay. and part of March. You're four or five months there. So not I necessarily mean, talking about the the last half of the year, but yeah. half of the year in general. I see. I don't know why that doesn't even register for me. Um, but it's the tradition starts on at the end of the day on October 31st and goes into November 1st. And it kind of celebrates the autumn equinox and the winter solstice. Now, we kind of roughly touched base on this last week. We were talking about the bonfires and you had kind of brought up that they where they were wearing animal masks and animal skins. And I, I'm guessing that's where the whole dressing up for Halloween kind of came into being, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause they were dressing up like that in order to, well, in one effort to try to scare away the evil spirits. Um, but it was also kind of like, depending on the animal skins they're wearing, it's kind of a, uh, uh, not a, not a warship, but I guess in a way it's like an idolization of some of the the creatures of the animals of the land. And before we got started recording, I was showing Shelly the original jack-o'-lantern because I, I don't, I know I've seen this picture, but it's been a while and I didn't look it up last week of the turnip carved into. I love it. It looks like a welding mask. <laughs> I want to fashion my welding mask to look just like that. <laughs> I like it. it. But it's got two hollow eyes, an open mouth with one tooth. And it's <laughs> the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. It could seriously be a hollow or a, a horror movie mask. <laughs> but, you know, I was telling her that was the original jack-o'-lantern because it didn't become pumpkins until it got to the U.S. because turnips, or this says in uh, parentheses, rutabagas. 
Well, first off, that's a petrified rutabaga. They're not going to look that dead and scary if we carved our own. Oh, I guess that's true. <laughs> lifelike. This one's dead and brown, and it looks like aged leather. <laughs> so then we were looking through some of the older Halloween uh, costumes. Not going back very far, because we, obviously we didn't have pictures, like camera pictures, Back right. when they started this, but this goes. This one goes back to the 1928 in Ontario, Canada. This woman has a dress with a black mask on and a pumpkin hanging from her neck. I'm like, I guess she's a pumpkin. <laughs> a paper cutout of a pumpkin. Pointy, pointy hat. <laughs> but the dress is pretty short, so I mean, that's maybe where the Halloween this day comes from let it all hang out <laughs> that's where the slutty halloween costume started, started. <laughs> knee length skirts and uh black masks i suppose 1928 it should have been down to the ankle <laughs> <laughs> so looking at the, at this um you know looking at some of the masks and stuff i mean back in the day they were really basic and I mean, I haven't seen anywhere it shows where it was animal masks. I mean, I have seen ancient animal masks and whatnot, so I'm assuming that's what they kind of used. But um, And, Eric, I think we kind of touched base on this in one of the earlier episodes, but the kind of the evolution of Halloween costumes from that to what we wear today, what are your kind of thoughts on... Like, why did we go from animal uh, costumes to more ornate, more scary, more uh, elaborate costumes? What do you think? Uh, I mean, I think it's just a, a cultural change, mostly. I mean, uh, the animal thing was uh, European. And it wasn't until we got to America and started changing the pumpkins and tradition started to change because now we don't even celebrate Halloween for what we what it's meant to be celebrated for. Uh, it's celebrated just for the fun of it. You know, it's a fun ho- holiday to get dressed up, be somebody different, uh, and go get whatever, candy or hammered, depending on your age. <laughs> or, yeah, depends on how you're raised, too. Um, <laughs> and I, I think... I don't know. I, I think it's just uh, one of those things where people thought, look, this is a day where I can literally be anything I want to be. So if I want to be something scary, I can't be. If I want to be something cutesy, I can be. And it just took off from there. It's it's the one day a year where you're pretty much free to dress however you want to dress and not be judged for it. So it's kind of just become just something to sell. It's commercialized. Yeah. It's commercialized now. So, Shelly, you weren't on the show with us when we were talking about Halloween costumes. Is there any Halloween costumes that you can remember as a kid that was like either one of your favorites or one of that was kind of done well? Um, I was a gypsy twice, and both those times were my favorite costume. Um, the first time I was four or five, it was super elaborate, like Jasmine. Okay. And this, we're talking 35 years ago. <laughs> super elaborate sequins and the next time I think I was 10 or 11 and it was all thrift store and I thrift store bought mm-hmm. it was more like um, more 
transient gypsy. Is that okay to say? <laughs> transient gypsy. <laughs> so you're saying homeless? <laughs> it was all like thrift store bought, running through the cabinets, my parents' drawers. I had um, the, the jar rings for canning as these big earrings and jewelry and scarves and I think those are my two favorite just because they were the same idea but portrayed differently yeah I think one of the ones that I've seen pictures of for you in adulthood is the oh, voodoo get queen nervous now. <laughs> the voodoo queen is oh, okay. one of my favorite ones um, she had painted her face like all black down on the bottom and like a it was like a skull, skull right? cap with the just the nice. So it was, I think, by far one of your best. And then last year we dressed it up as a raven and plague doctor. And like her, her artistic ability goes way beyond. It was too over the top for people to actually appreciate it. <laughs> they just sit there and they're like, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun. It was fun nonetheless. So, you know, one thing that I w- I've kind of wondered about lately, and I don't know why, mainly because I don't really know where the the tradition came from, but I was thinking, doing the past couple of episodes, like, why do we bob for apples on Halloween? Where did that tradition come from, and wh- why? Like, why are we sticking our head in cold-ass water to grab an apple that we may or may not eat after we're done <laughs> So I was looking stuff up before the show, and it actually goes back a little ways before uh, Sawin. Um, it was actually a way for a woman to see, kind of like uh, we talked about uh, divination, Eric. It was a, for mm-hmm. a woman to see if a relationship was going to work with the person that they were with. If they got the apple on the first try, she was. It was meant to be. If it took a couple of tries, and apparently it wasn't as great. Two tries meant the relationship wasn't meant to last. Three tries meant, well, don't even try. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> So it went from just a a single woman doing that to it becoming a competition of sorts of women bobbing for apples to see who could do it uh, for the same guy. And then later on down the road, uh, it became a dating game associated with Halloween, by the way, of Samhain uh, because of the festival. And it was actually brought... This tradition was brought by the Romans to Ireland and uh, the Celtic Isles because it was supposed to represent honoring the goddess Pomona. And they brought the apple tree with them because apparently it must not have been growing in England, Ireland, Scotland. And (laughs) I was reading the description and it says... The in Ireland they pronounced it duking, but then it in the actual pronunciation it's ducking, like mm-hmm. duking, ducking doesn't even sound similar. <laughs> but um, so that's kind of pretty much where bobbing for apples came from. It's 
really interesting, but I was expecting something a little more elaborate, I guess. Um, but I thought it was kind of interesting. Elaborate how? I, I don't. I don't know. I thought it went a little bit further than just women trying to guess if they were going to date somebody or be with somebody. Like you meant, you think it would, thought it'd be something more sinister. Not necessarily sinister, but it would maybe just a part of a, a different type of ritual. For like, let's see who we're going to murder tonight. <laughs> <laughs> something a little more deep. No, that that's that's what it's today is. Okay, we're uh, going to bob for apples to see who we kill on Halloween. Okay. Or just ask if they have a hatchet. <laughs> <laughs> just an FYI, it's an inside joke because she asked me when we first started dating, if I had a hatchet when we were going on a camping trip, <laughs> our first camping trip ever, um, I asked my roommate, should I be worried that my girlfriend is asking me if I have a hatchet? <laughs> yes, Justin. Yes. <laughs> always be worried. Knows how to wield it. <laughs> so I'm trying to remember, and Eric, you might know the answer to this, but I can't remember how candy or, or get the giving out of candy got involved with Halloween. Oh, that was really a, uh, like a, I don't know, it was Catholic or, um, um, well, it's a Protestant thing. Uh, but at the time it was basically, you would go door to door or kids, whoever would go door to door, uh, and they would exchange soul cakes for a number of different things. Uh, sometimes it'd be prayers, sometimes it'd be like coins, things like that. Uh, and basically what these soul cakes would do, it'd be like, uh, you give us a soul cake from you know whoever's living at the house and we will pray for your loved ones on All Hallows Eve and on uh, All Saints Day because that's what All Saints Day really is. It's about remembering uh, the souls of the past from, uh, loved members of the family, things like that. Uh, so that's how it began. It was just one of those, like, you give us this, we'll give you that, and on our merry way. And so once again, when it came to America, it became more of a commercialized holiday, and kids started to receive candy just for saying trick-or-treat as opposed to uh, giving something in exchange. You know, it was like a one-way, you know, one-sided thing. I feel we should restart that tradition. Okay, you give something to me, I give you your candy. <laughs> I agree. I paid $2 for this candy bar. I want $2.25. So, a soul cake was basically a sweet treat. It was. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Again, I haven't asked you this question, but what was your favorite candy to get growing up on Halloween? I don't think I... Oh. Favorite anything besides those disgusting peanut butter, black and orange <laughs> things with that gross stuff in the center. Peanut butter, black and orange things with the gross stuff. In the I'm not stuff, sure what that is. The stuff that I brought up that I said there was a Facebook post and I, it's like I I love them, but everybody else doesn't mm-hmm. hate them. They come in uh, the green or the black or orange and white wrappers. And it's it's kind of like piece a of wax paper. It could be no more generic than it already is, and it's like sponge sugar. Caramely, it's like a generic caramel with a clump of peanut butter on in the, the center, in the and center. it's kind of gritty. 
super gritty and super gross. But now as an adult, just because sometimes you're so hard up for candy, if someone gives that to me, I'll be over in my little corner just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're called uh, they're called peanut butter kisses. Is that what it's called? That's what they're called. They're called peanut butter kisses. They kind of look like uh, like little um, what do you call them? Uh, saltwater taffies, sort of, kind yeah. of, right? Equally as gross. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're done. Gross. You know, I was going to replace Justin, and now. <laughs> well, you know, that means you don't have to share. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> what about you guys? Favorite trees? Ooh, uh, I always have to. I always have to have butterfingers on Halloween. That's like very important. Uh, and then besides that, pretty much anything that's fruit flavored. Fruit flavored. Pretty okay. much. Yeah. What about you, Justin? But when he goes for drinks, it's like hard liquor, not fruity drinks. Rubbing alcohol. <laughs> Hand sanitizer flavored. He's not an alcohol alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think my, I mean, my all-time favorite is a Kit Kat, and I've always loved any kind of candy, pretty much. I want to say growing up, my least favorite was candy corn, but now I love candy corn because I've ate it so much with you that I'm like, oh, I have to have candy corn on Halloween. But growing up, and I think Eric and I discussed this, like our taste buds have changed drastically from when we were kids to now because back then i hated candy corn but i love candy corn now back then i think i did really hate those peanut butter candies but now they're it's one okay. of my you favorites can say kisses. <laughs> <laughs> no same thing i hated those as a child grossed me out i wouldn't even i would throw them in the garbage now as an adult I don't know, maybe it's waste not, want not, but I will squeeze that peanut butter out of there and eat that sugar and be fine with it. Happy and content. But now, but back in the day, uh -uh. (laughs) So, growing up, did you ever really know the history of Halloween? No. Eric, did you really know the history of Halloween prior to becoming an adult? No way. Nope. As a child, I don't think I would have cared. <laughs> Maybe Honestly, I was well, just a, a very inquisitive person as a child because I always was. This is why the what hell we call a geek today, Justin. <laughs> but why? But why? But why? I can hear it. I can hear it. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, I think we're going to take our break here. You've been listening to Paratruth Radio right here at paratruthradio.com. We will be right back right after this break. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right. Save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. 
It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. There are spirits everywhere, watching, waiting, seeking that opportune time to reveal themselves like no other. They fill our worlds with so much. Seriously? You didn't just do that. You farted on the promo? What's wrong with you? I thought you were professional. G go away. Go I, I got it. I got it. Hey, everybody. It's Brian Bowden, host of Nobo Boomy, where we explore deep inside the Goblin universe. We have an amazing show that covers the paranormal, conspiracies, music, art, entertainment, trending topics, and so much more. Please join us by subscribing to the show on Podbean at InsideTheGoblinUniverse.Podbean.com, on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everywhere you find podcasts. It's an informative, fun, and overall entertaining good time, and uh, we'll keep the gas to ourselves. Why don't you burp next time? Someone give me Brian Anderson. What's up, folks? Welcome back to Paratruth Radio. My name is Eric. I'm Justin. And I'm Shelly. And we have been celebrating Halloween and talking about a lot of just nothing's particularly <laughs> special, really. Just, just talking about stuff. Talking about stuff. Stuff. <laughs> So this year for Halloween, you're going to be in California. Yes. And you've kind of mentioned what you're going to be doing out there as far as work is concerned. And you guys are going to just chill when you first get out there for the Halloween day, correct? Yeah. Uh, so I get out there on the 30th um, and we're going to go see Halloween, the movie. And then on Halloween... I don't know what's happening during the day yet. I might be doing some location scouting or something. But in the evening, we're going to take the dog for a walk because he likes watching all the kids and seeing the spooky stuff. <laughs> There's a true, true story. He actually likes it. And then, unless he sees one of those big blow-up cats. I saw a video <laughs> of him with a big blow-up cat. <laughs> he doesn't like that very much. <laughs> uh, and then we're going to just get a bunch of candy and sit down and watch scary movies all night, so, which is typically what I do anywhere I am for Halloween, but there's a reason why that's what I'm always doing. <laughs> so no costumes? No costumes. I'll probably never in my life wear another costume for Halloween. Because you're probably. in the industry now. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that has nothing to do with it. I just don't know if I can see myself spending my money on a costume again. It depends. It depends. So sad. <laughs> come out here, I'll make. I you was just one. gonna say, <laughs> come out here, and Jelly will make you one. <laughs> 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 It'll look good. <laughs> yeah, we're well. We'll be in Sicily, not trying to rub your nose in it, Eric. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but it'll be interesting to see how they uh, how they celebrate because from research that I've been doing we've been just kind of looking up stuff and it's kind of relatively new for them to celebrate it in the sense of dressing up and stuff because it's still a very catholic 
uh, society over there, and they right. frown upon it. So, well, but there will be so many sweet treats because they celebrate All Saints Day. Right. So I'm yeah, not too it's... worried. Wine hey. and candy. Well, hey, happen. you're freaking American. You don't have to bend to their rules. <laughs> <laughs> you dress up and do whatever the heck you want. Well, we we had thought about bringing costumes, but then that's one just one more piece of well. To get stopped by TSA with our costumes <laughs> might not be a good thing. <laughs> what type of sex play are you people into? <laughs> oh my goodness. I was thinking of the scarecrow costume, but scarecrow sandwich? Even still. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> well, one thing that uh, we were thinking about going to do is checking out the uh, different cemeteries out there and we want to get try and get to the catacombs in Palermo if we can, but um, trying to get around when you don't know the language, it's kind of rough. So right, but that's what makes it fun. That's what makes it fun. You got to like tie someone up and throw them in your trunk <laughs> and tell them to knock every time you need to make a turn. Somehow figure it out. So not only are we kidnapping them and putting them in the trunk, they're psychic, so they can tell us where to go. <laughs> I feel we're at the corner of one building in a church. Go that way. That's every every corner. That is every corner. So, like I said, we talked about bonfires. We talked about pumpkins. We talked about uh, Springy Jack. Do you know who Springy Jack is? I do not. <laughs> that, that's is that like Mr. Sam Hain? <laughs> <laughs> sort of. Okay. Sort of. It's how the jack-o'-lantern kind of came about. Not 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 the word jack-o'-lantern because as Eric said last week, uh, jack-o'-lantern kind of just meant like a night watchman back in the day. Okay. But uh, Springy Jack was a guy who tricked the devil twice into pretty much not having his soul taken and when he finally did die the devil's like i don't want you and he couldn't take him anyways because he made an agreement that he wouldn't and then god's like you're such an unsavory person i don't want you so he was cursed to walk the land of the living with a turnip with burning coals in it to find his way for a moment, I thought you were going to see he was cursed to walk forever with a turd. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you would have seen this turn up, it almost looked like a turd. I think it would make an adorable plushie. Light up turn up. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were talking about no, the light up turd. That's an interesting story. <laughs> but yeah, that's where Jack the, the whole tradition of jack-o'-lanterns came from. Um, and Apparently, fairies aren't able to make fire, so they take the burning coals and bring them back to the underworld with them. Through their fairy doors. Through their fairy... <laughs> <laughs> fairy doors is something that some someone we know is hung up on, so it's... Another inside joke. <laughs> I get distracted too easy. <laughs> I can't stay on. Ooh, shiny. <laughs> Ooh, squirrel. 
squirrel. So is there any topics that uh, <laughs> we've talked about, Eric, that uh, has kind of sprung interest for you, like something that you really didn't know or consider before? Um, honestly, the bonfire thing. The, the whole bonfire thing about how, uh, well, just the name in itself actually means bone fire or bones and fire. Um, and basically it was used, the original bonfire was used to collect animal bones and human bones, place them into a pit and then light them on fire as a way to appease the gods of old. And honestly, now every time I try to make a bonfire, I just can't look at it the same way. <laughs> I'm like... This was meant to like worship some crazy dude in some other realm <laughs> by giving them human and animal sacrifices and burning them. That's so weird to me. But have you ever smelled burning bone? Burning bone? No. It is a smell you will not forget. Ugh. And now Eric's like, how do you know this? <laughs> <laughs> I know things. I know things. Um, you know, I was um, grinding, cutting some antlers up, and just the hot saw burning that antler. Oh, yeah. it was awful. And then oh. we were at a local restaurant, and this guy must have ordered a T-bone. Oh, that's right, yeah. And they had seared the bone, on, and I just, all these flashbacks came back, and I'm like, oh, I got to get out of here. It stunk so <laughs> Oh, it stunk so bad. I can't even tell you how it smelled, because there's nothing to compare it to. Anus. Yeah. Pure anus. I was gonna say, are you sure is the bone and not the uh, the marrow within the bone? The antler didn't have marrow. Oh, okay. And it had that same smell. And mm. it was, I, I ate bone marrow for the first time a few weeks back. Never in my life again will I touch a bone marrow. <laughs> that was horrible. No, it was inside. It was a buffalo tail or some type of tail. Oxtail is oxtail. And uh, they, it's like an Asian restaurant. They brought it out, and it was just the bone of an ox, and in it was the marrow. And this girl, she that was there, she was like, "Hey, you should try this." And she's really cute, so they're like, "Okay, I'll try it." <laughs> so <laughs> I tried it, and it was the most disgusting, slimy, buttery thing. And oh my god, it was horrible. I was, I was trying my best not to gag because all of it, like the mixture of the the flavor. And the texture and all that was so bad. And then, you know, to feel better, I made her eat it. <laughs> so there's a restaurant here that's bone marrow on toast or on crackers or something. I'm thinking the bone marrow you had is prepared much different than the way it's Maybe. prepared here. Maybe. What color was it? It's like a, I don't know, like a brownish red, maybe. It, we, it was like all by candlelight everything so it was hard to tell it was dark in there so it looked black in other words almost not really black but it definitely looked like it was like a brownish red to me hmm. good to know things you learn doing a podcast <laughs> things we do for cute women right exactly. <laughs> and i vowed that day i'll never do anything for a cute woman again <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> At this point, I'm celibate. <laughs> so, anything that's interest you in the conversation about Halloween? Really, all of it. I I would like to hear in depth 
a little bit more on everything, except for maybe that apple ducking. <laughs> but everything else is quite interesting. All right. Well, I think this is a good place to wrap up the episode. Um, Eric, I'll give you another chance to promote all the hats. Okay. Well, uh, Justin just said it. The new podcast that I have is called All the Hats, a podcast about filmmaking and industry. Uh, we are releasing the fourth episode this coming Wednesday. So Google it. You'll find it. It's pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts now. Uh, or you can go to Spreaker.com for slash uh, All the Hats. Or uh, just find us on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash All the Hats pod, I believe is what it is. Uh, but yeah, if you like filmmaking or you're interested in filmmaking and the whole industry aspect of it, feel free to check it out. We've got people who work in the industry who listen, people who know nothing about film who listen to it and they enjoy it. Um, but uh, it's something different, vastly different from the paranormal stuff that I normally do. So <laughs> Good way to mix it up. Yeah. So this week, are you guys having a guest or no? Uh, this week... Did we have a guest this past week? No. Then I think we have a guest this week, and I think it's actually going to be, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's going to be uh, my roommate, actually, Aaron um, Rosine. He's a assistant camera operator. Well, he's camera assistant, not necessarily an operator for the thing. But he tells us all about what it is to be a camera assistant, what it takes, uh, and the different elements to it. So if you're interested in shooting cameras, it's a good episode to listen to. Awesome. All right, folks, that is the end of the episode. Uh, like I've been saying from, I, I don't even know how far back. Uh, we're on Conflict Radio. We're on Fringe Radio Network. We're on TMV Cafe. And you can always find us at paratruthradio.com. And uh, thank you to Shelly for being a guest co-host on Paratruth Radio. Why don't you tell everybody about your Nodakian Studios really quick before we head out? You can find Nodakian Studios on Facebook at Nodakian Studios. You can also find us on Etsy. And I'm always posting new pieces and new classes if you're in the area. Classes feel fast and pieces go fast. So check it out. So we will not be back until November 11th uh, to start talking about some stuff for November and get into Turkey Day. So Get caught up on all of the past episodes and check us out everywhere you can find us. Until then, my name is Justin. I'm Eric. And I'm your co-host, special guest co-host, <laughs> Shelly. <laughs> Peace. Let's say you just bought a house. 
bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations.